This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlor GTZ, and with me today I have Allison, also known as Meowth900. Hey, I'm back from the five dumb weeps. Uh, yeah, I think it's been a few episodes since we've had you on, Allison. Uh, how have you been? I've been absorbed into the uh, 3D hole as of current times. I'll get back into 2D eventually. Sometimes you have to be stuck in that 3D realm. Uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance of being human beings. Yes. Uh, luckily, uh, we are talking about quite a bit of Demon Slayer news today, specifically news from May and June of Demon Slayer. Uh, we were just doing individual months before for like news episodes, but... May didn't have a ton of news, so we kind of just didn't do an episode, so we're just combining May and June together into one super episode. Ooh, super! Uh, though it probably won't be that long, because really there hasn't been much news. We're kind of in a dry spot since, like, the big thing is, oh, Mugen Train, it's doing well. Oh, the manga, it's doing well. Demon Slayer, it does well. Yeah, nothing really exciting, like, uh, new Dojin updates or whatever. Oh god, Demon Slayer Dojins. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I, I'm sure there are quite a few out there. Yep, they're pretty good, man. But we should start off here with just the general manga news for Demon Slayer. And we're gonna first look at the NPD book scan for May 2021. And Demon Slayer is kind of a regular featured thing on this list, specifically for manga and adult graphic novels. And this time around, there are quite a few volumes of Demon Slayer on the list. Uh, we have Demon Slayer Volume 8, Demon Slayer Volume 9, Demon Slayer Volume 10, Volume 11, Volume 3... Volume 1, Volume 7, and Volume 12. That is absurd. It's like eight volumes of Demon Slayer in the top 20. That, yeah, like, I I can't believe Demon Slayer is still just dominating this hard. Yeah, like, the only other things I see on here that are also important is, like, uh, I don't know, Spy Family. Yeah, I mean, Spy Family, that's actually a bit of a surprise, though. Since I haven't seen Spy Family in a while on the list, but I know it does well. Um, Hanako-kun is consistent high seller as well. Komi-san too. Hunter Hunter. JJK. Jump. Everyone knows Jump. Yeah, the, the usual Jump suspects. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Demon Slayer's killing it. It's uh, really kind of hitting the mainstream for comic readers, which is really cool to see. And... Like, you can also kind of see the fervor still in Japan as well, because Oricon's top-selling manga for the first half of 2021 also came out uh, back at the end of May. And on the manga side of things, Demon Slayer was still the top-selling manga of the first half of 2021, with a total of 
26,351,483 estimated sales in terms of physical copies, uh, which beat out Jujutsu Kaisen, which was number two, by a good around uh, 3 million, or a little less than 3 million. Which, I mean, is also kind of a good sign for Jujutsu Kaisen that it's, like, doing crazy well. But the fact that Demon Slayer is still so high even after the anime is over is quite an accomplishment. Also, yeah, shout out number three, Tokyo Revengers with five million. That's impressive or something that's not Shueisha. Yeah, I mean, that is very impressive that, like, Tokyo Revengers is number three. But when you look at the difference in sales between JJK and Revengers, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. I just, like, meant it as in, like, hey, this is something that isn't Shonen Jump or Attack on Titan. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's still still a very big accomplishment. I'm very happy to see a series like Tokyo Revengers on here, too. Um, you, You gotta fill that sales void for Demon Slayer somehow, when Demon Slayer eventually does drop away from the list. Uh, though that probably won't be for a good while. And that doesn't just apply to manga, that also applies to light novels. Because guess what was the best-selling light novel series of the first half of 2021? Uh, Demon Slayer? Yes, it was the Demon Slayer novels, which got an estimated sales of... 651,358 copies, and that beat out that time I got reincarnated as a slime by, like, roughly double, which is, yeah, uh, quite impressive. Yeah, no wonder slime got a second season and a spinoff anime. Jesus, look at those numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's beating out slime, Apothecary Diaries, ReZero, Sword Art Online... Which, I mean, I, I know me and you have uh, choice opinions about SAO. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it's really boring or really gross and offensive. Yup. But hey, I mean, Demon Slayer is on top, which is kind of weird to see that, like, even the novels are outselling some of, like, the most popular light novel series in Japan. Yeah, I also see my boys on here. Which ones? Oh, the volleyball ones. Oh, Haikyuu, okay. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I mean, really all the Jump novels seem to be doing well. Or I guess specifically the ones for Demon Slayer, JJK, and Haikyuu, because, like, they all showed up on the top ten. So I haven't they got English versions. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll one day get English versions. We have the One Piece Naruto and... What's the other one we have? My Hero. Yeah, we have the One Piece Naruto and My Hero academia novels so hopefully those are doing well enough to justify demon slayer and haikyuu and jujutsu kaisen because i would love to read all of them do you give me an excuse to read more shoyo and uh, his dumbass friend oikawa oh yes I, I would love to read more of their adventures that brazil arc though i like the brazil arc yeah yeah but moving away from manga we have uh, some Mugen Train news to talk about. The first of which is regarding the home video release of Mugen Train that recently came out in Japan. And within the first week of its release, it's already become the uh, biggest first ho- week home video release 
in Japan since the start of the Reiwa era, which essentially is like the era that started in 2019. So that that is very impressive. The total number of sales copies across both DVD and Blu-ray sales for it is around 1.3 million. That's very good. That beats out like Frozen 2, which Frozen is crazy popular in Japan. So that's kind of a good uh, comparison there that, yeah, Demon Slayer is up there with the cream of the crop in terms of sales. Yeah, I really don't see much DVDs selling that great out there for anime, unless it's like idol stuff where they sell the idol concert tickets and the DVDs and stuff. I know you're not aware of how that works, but... I am not super familiar with it. Yeah, like, uh, I think the idol companies, like, they'll sell the anime series on the Blu-rays and then they'll bundle limited edition concert tickets inside. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense, because a lot of DVD and Blu-ray releases in Japan are primarily aimed at collectors, rather than people that just want to own the show. Though I feel like the home video market in general is becoming more aimed towards collectors in that way. But the fact that, yeah, Demon Slayer is doing so well so quickly, and it's only going to be garnering more sales on home video over time is a good sign that uh, things are on the up and up for it. Yeah, I just really haven't saw an anime that isn't, like, bundled with lottery tickets or concert tickets sell this good before. Yeah, I think, like, they had, like, a few promotional key art pieces with it, but it was nothing, like, huge, if I recall. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool that even with not a ton of incentive, people are still buying Mugen Train, and in the U.S., people are still watching Mugen Train, it seems, because as of right now, the end of June, Mugen Train has started to trickle out of uh, a wide variety of theaters, but it's still in theaters in some places. And the current gross for it in terms of sales is $47.7 million, which makes it the second highest grossing anime film of all time in the US, uh, only losing to Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, V-Lord, it's very wild to think that there's young people out there today that just, like, didn't know how big Pokemans was back in the day. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Like, I didn't see Pokemon the first movie in theaters, but I remember it being huge. Yeah, like, I remember seeing promotion for it, I think, way back in the day. Like, Pikachu is everywhere and stuff, but kids these days, all they got is that shitty Pokemon International dub that's on Netflix. I mean, I think the Pokemon International dub has gotten a lot better. That's a discussion for another day. But the fact that it beat out the second Pokemon movie, which I believe was the second highest grossing anime film in the US uh, before Mugen Train is very impressive. Um, I don't think it's going to beat number one because I believe the total gross for Pokemon in the first movie is like 83 million. So, like, it's getting close to... Fi- Mugen Train's getting close to 50 million. But with how many theaters it's currently out of, and the fervor for it's going down, I don't th- think it's going to beat Pokemon the first movie. But the fact that it's done this well is probably going to show a lot of anime licensors and even theater distributors that 
there is value in having anime films in theaters, especially on a wide scale. And that'll probably bode well for future anime films, like, say, uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film, and, like, the Black Clover film, um, for and for those, like, to get wider releases. Yeah, I just want less releases that aren't, like, on a fucking Tuesday night or whatever, you know? Yeah, that, that would be nice, because, like, I was usually fine with going to Tuesday night screenings, but as I get busier, uh, I would prefer to have more options than literally one day, where, like, say I have something that comes up last minute I can't go. So, yeah, give us wider releases and more theater dates. Yeah, or even just something like a Friday or Saturday or, like, work or school isn't bugging a lot of young people that go to see these fucking dinks. Yeah, definitely. But if you weren't able to see Mugen Train in theaters, you're in luck. Because, for one thing, as of June 22nd, it's now available on various digital platforms like iTunes and like Amazon Prime and all those places. But it's also streaming on Funimation in US and Canada. So if you have a Funimation subscription, you can just stream the Mugen Train movie on there. Which is super awesome and makes it very accessible. And it allows you to just kind of watch it whenever. Yeah, that's uh, mad convenient, and I didn't expect that to happen until, like, I don't know, 2023 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I think specifically with Aniplex, they've always been very weird about distributing their films digitally. Like, it took years for the Kizumonogatari films to even be sold digitally at all. So, for Mugen Train to not only get sold digitally this fast, but also be streaming this fast is really impressive. Yeah, to compare it, like, uh, the Irregular movie came out, like, three or four years ago, and that only started streaming, like, last year or something. Yeah, and then, like, for the Bunny Girl Senpai movie, like, they only did, like, a one-day screening for that on Funimation. Yeah, that's true. I just meant, like, by comparison... That was, like, the last super big thing that actually got streamed, because I don't recall if any of the Fates Day, whatever the fuck they're called, got streamed at all. Yeah, I don't think any of them have been streamed. I know, like, a few of them are on Amazon now, or I think the first one is. But yeah, they aren't, like, easily accessible. So it's good to see Mugen Train is easily accessible for people who didn't get to see it in theaters, and are still looking forward to season two because you need to watch Mugen Train before season two because it's going to continue off of Mugen Train. Uh, when season two is supposed to come out anyways? We still don't know. It's general 2021. So by process of elimination, it should be October, but until they give us the actual month, we don't know. Oh, spooky. But speaking of things we do know... We know some new information about the Demon Slayer video game, Kimetsu no Yaiba Hinokami Keputan, uh, which is now known as Demon Slayer the Hinokami Chronicles, as it's going to be released by Sega in the US. And so first off, it's going to be released in Japan on October 14th, and then be released in North America and Europe on October 15th. So that's going to be a very quick turnaround between regions, and everyone's going to be able to get their hands on it very quickly, which is super awesome to see. They've shown a lot more footage of it lately, too, for like both the uh, story mode and just a little bit more information about like 
everything that's covering, like, what arcs is covering. So, like, it seems like it's going to be covering up through the Mugen train arc, which is interesting because I thought it would only cover up to Natagumo Mountain. But, uh, hey, the more arcs that are covered, the better, I guess. Hey, are there any new characters that are going to come out of this freaking thing? Because the last thing I saw was Murata, and I was like, who the hell wants Murata? I think Murata and the uh, Kimetsu Gakuen uh, spin-off costume versions of Giyu, Nezuko, and Tanjiro were the last announced characters. Oh. So hopefully we get some more variety beyond that, because right now the roster seems fine, but like I would prefer a bit more variety. Um, but it's also good to hear that both the Japanese and the English voice cast are going to be in this. And overall, the gameplay looks pretty solid. It looks like the Naruto uh, Storm games, if people have played those, uh, which are good, mindless fun. They aren't very deep or complex, but if you're looking for a good time killer, that's what you're going to get here. Yeah, sounds good, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I'll probably pick this up. I mean, it's a Demon Slayer game. I might as well give my thoughts on it. B-Lloyd, GTZ, Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicle review coming 2022. I mean, probably 2021, since the game comes out this year still. But we'll we'll see. I'll probably do something for it podcast-related. Um, Just gotta plan some things out. Maybe I'll do a... Uh, little stream for it or something i'll figure it out but that about wraps up all the news for may and june for demon slayer and yeah not a ton to talk about but still some interesting tidbits here and there but uh yeah i think that about does it for this episode so let's plug your stuff and get out of here allison where can people find you well uh, it can be found at MadmanHundred on Twitter.com. I've somehow been on more podcasts that aren't mine than the one I'm on. So, uh, I show up sometimes on the My Hero Academia podcast show and on the Jujutsu Kaisen podcast show. Uh, I'm also on Five Dumb Waves, but I gotta kick the editor's ass to get more episodes to come out. One day we'll get a new episode. One day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Definitely follow Allison at all her places. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at VLORGTZ, and then I write various reviews of manga and light novels for all-comic.com, as well as occasional editorials for TanamiFaithful.com. And beyond that, I do a bunch of podcasts besides this one, like Allison mentioned, uh, we do the Dumb Weebs podcast, which is on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. Then there's Saturday Night Shoggy on Twitter at Sat Night Shoggy. And then Oversoul Shaman King podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. So check out all of those if you're interested. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at TanamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is streaming on basically every platform out there Anchor, Spotify, Podbay, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. 
So just go listen to us, subscribe, write a review, rate us, all that good stuff, and just enjoy our content. Are we on YouTube yet? We are not on YouTube. Or at least, like, our regular episodes are not on YouTube. We do have our interviews with Bryce Pappenbrook and Brooke Chalmers on YouTube, though, on the Chami Faithful YouTube, if you're subscribed there. So you can check those out on YouTube. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Bye-bye, everybody.